Welcome to Season 2, Episode 10 of the Family Travel Australia Podcast. We are Paul, Katie and Jasper from the Feel Good Family. Join us as we explore this great country, Australia. It's people, places and cultures. Welcome back. Yes, another wonderful week exploring this incredible country. And of course, we left you with a detour by Albury Wodonga to get our, uh, ourselves a little toastier, a little warmed up for Tassie uh, with the installation of our diesel heater, which really was the reason for, for detouring, was to find uh, not only a service centre that could do the job, but that also got a great rap online. And uh, so we, we found RV World. We can talk about that um, a little bit later mm-hmm. because one of the best parts of uh, this detour was Katie discovering the Australian Silo Art Trail. Uh, this is just incredible. It goes uh, for about 7,500 kilometres <laughs> across many different states in Australia. And we were, I guess, privileged enough to find a number of silos and water towers that did detour us a little bit off the main Newell Highway, but got us into towns that I mean, firstly, we didn't even know existed. And secondly, we would not have visited had it not been for this incredible art that these regional towns boast. There are currently 35 silos and 60 water towers that make up the Australian Silo Art Trail. And we were privileged enough to see two of each as we travelled south down towards Albury. Uh, Grenfell. Was that was the incredible. first one that we saw, and that was absolutely what a way amazing. to start this trail. It was, I mean, I, I don't know what we expected because, well, we hadn't, I hadn't seen anything online, and it is epic. Oh, it's mind blowing. I mean, just how an artist can have a vision in their head and then translate that vision using paint onto a structure that is incredibly tall and incredibly wide. And round. And round is mind-blowing. So Grenfell was incredible, and that actually um, is the imagery for our YouTube episode, is the stunning Grenfell silos. We also travelled out to Weath Alley Mm -hmm. and saw, again, another incredible artwork on silos out there, Mm -hmm. just past West Wyalong. And then we headed further south through Lockhart, and saw their water tower that was right in the middle of town, which was excellent. So a beautiful feature for their main street in town. And then our next overnight stop was going to be Narandera or Narandera. If you know the correct pronunciation, <laughs> let, us, let know. us know. But they also have a fantastic water tower um, that features some beautiful Australian animals and the river system. And what's fantastic about the Australian Silo Art Trail is that all of these pieces of artwork represent the history and the culture of these rural towns throughout Australia. Mm. So you not only get to see, you know, visually stunning artworks, but you also get to learn a lot about the area, the town, the people, the past, the history. Yes. It's really fascinating. It's a, a unique way for storytelling. And 
the other really fascinating part of this is that a lot of these small communities have really been struggling whether that is due to this you know longest drought ever in australia's history or just by their location um, being so remote that they've fundraised they've formed community committees to be able to commission these works of art to their small towns uh, and really then draw in what is the green grey nomads to visit their towns uh, stay and play and hopefully spend some money and and help support these communities it's wonderful it's so fantastic and if you have never heard of the Australian Silo Art Trail, I encourage you to jump online and look them up at their website, which is surprisingly australiansiloarttrail.com.au mm-hmm. and this website and the trail is promoted by two extremely passionate everyday people who love travelling on the road with their caravan, uh, Annette and Eric Green and they they saw a need to pull this art trail together to promote it to people travelling throughout Australia. And what they are doing is such a fantastic job. The website is beautiful. The photographs that Annette has taken of the silos and the water towers are just stunning and it just it gives you a real good overview of what you can see out there on the road and it certainly whet our appetite to see more. So as we travel, we are definitely going to try and factor in seeing as many of these mm. silos and water towers along the way because they're incredible. I love their tag, Australia's Ultimate Road Trip. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. They're doing a fantastic job. They are. And, uh, I mean, spanning 7,500 kilometres currently, if you were to try and visit them all, you know, in a line, uh, (laughs) is remarkable. So a wonderful experience, and we will uh, include those details, obviously, in our show notes. But do check out their YouTube clip, the drone footage that I was able to capture Mm, around these silos uh, and... uh, these pieces of art is incredible. So we finally arrived in Albury mm-hmm. and we're staying at All Seasons Tourist Park. Which was a great base for us to get out and explore the best of the Albury Wodonga region. And the park itself is fantastic. Lovely on site managers, Stephen Carmel, looked after us so well during our five days in Albury. And it did give us the opportunity to find and do some things that, again, we would mm. not necessarily have had access to. That, that's right. I mean, it was a great uh, spot, really, to set up a base camp. Mm. Uh, the highlights, probably more so for Jasper <laughs> that, than us, was the uh, the beautiful pool and the playground, yeah. the kids' area. You know, they had some open-air pergolas and barbecue areas, and uh, it's it's quite a small yeah, it's only uh, a small park, park. But re- really well set up. And we actually ended up overnighting one of their cabins mm. as well, their self-contained cabins, which was quite cool. And Jasper, he loved that. You know, it's like exploring a new set of bunks. was <laughs> A change of environment. <laughs> was a thrill for him while we had our, our van in overnight getting our heater installed. But as a base, great location. And, uh, again, another tick for you, Katie, you found the Farmgate Trail <gasps> along the mighty Murray oh, River. The Murray Farmgate Trail, mm. amazing. You probably know 
by now from listening to our podcasts that we love anything to do with good food and wine, particularly when it's, you know, local. And so I was so excited to find this Murray Farmgate Trail. And it takes in 14 farms in the region across the New South Wales and Victorian border. You sort of crisscross back and forth. Mm, the Murray is Australia's longest river. Yes. It's two and a half thousand kilometres, uh, give or take a kilometre, <laughs> uh, in length. And it basically hugs the New South Wales and Victoria border. Mm, and it's, I mean, it is spectacular. We've uh, been fortunate enough to witness or spend time uh, on the Murray, not only in Albury, but also uh, in Mildura. And it is just a beautiful river. Anyway, we digress a bit. The Farmgate Trail was awesome. The hardest part was picking which farms we would go and visit. So we decided mm-hmm. we'd all get to pick one thing that we wanted to do. Yes, with the 14 different farms, between them they have hundreds of products. Mm. Oh, and everything from wine and cheese and olives and condiments and whiskey and chocolate and preserves and you name it, fruit, veg, Mm. so many things that you can see and taste along the Farmgate Trail. So what did you choose? So I chose the incredible, and I'm so glad I did, Rich Glen Olive Estate, a family-run farm making products uh, to consume or beauty products from olives and olive oil. And the farm itself was just incredible. And it does it. It hugs the Murray River. It has 35,000 or just over established olive trees Mm. in the grove. And then this incredible green environment space that they've created around an old homestead that has old school games out on the lawn. Mm. Giant chess, uh, badminton. They have a maypole. They have a petting zoo there with guinea pigs and goats that you can feed. They have lots of old and interesting machinery, a bush tucker garden, there was so much to see and do in, I guess, the front gardens of the farm itself. But then walking into their cafe and shop, it's being transported to another place. It was absolutely beautiful. And warm. And warm. <laughs> and the products that they have available there, not only to eat, but in their in their beauty room, in their skincare room, they make incredible all-natural products on site there using their gorgeous olive oil and other natural ingredients. Oh, it was just so lovely to walk around and take it in and sit down and have a cup of tea. And we were fortunate enough to meet Damien and Ros, the owners of Rich Glen Olive Estate. And they were just beautiful. They've got their own children. It's a family-run business. They were so welcoming. Fifth-generation farmers. Definitely mm. an incredible place on the Murray Farmgate Trail to stop, have some lunch, have a cuppa, pick up some produce, pick up some amazing salad dressings, and they do gorgeous hampers. 
Yeah, you can create your own hamper, mm-hmm. which I thought was really great. That's something that we were fortunate to do. And I, I believe there's over 150 products. Amazing. That they're creating on site, this family run farm. Yeah. And they're just beautiful, <laughs> beautiful, good people. The whole morning that we were out there was amazing. Jasper just ran around on the beautiful green lawns, had a ball. There's a playground there as well. So we set the bar pretty high in Yarrawonga at the Rich Glen Olive Estate. So then it was Paul's turn to choose a farm to stop into. Well, I'll, I'll lead in here by letting you know that Jasper chose chocolate. Mm, of course. Yes. Of course he did. And fortunately... Our next stop was in Korowa, mm-hmm. and it was the chocolate and whiskey distillery. Such a beautiful combination mm. and such an incredible location. And a great story. So we got to, again, meet the owner-operator. It was Dean Druce, who had purchased this 100-plus-year-old flour mill mm-hmm. off the council for $1.00. In 2010. Uh, and the story goes that really, had he not purchased it, it would have been demolition by neglect. Mm. You know, this beautiful old heritage building that had laid dormant for 40 years was a flour mill prior to that for 60 years. Mm-hmm. And now in his care, under a huge renovation <laughs> and cost, amazing, uh, aside from his $1 to purchase yeah. the property. <laughs> To create an experience that is really great for the whole family. Uh, a beautiful restaurant area, a licensed premises separate to that in the old sheds mm. that uh, I think can cater for 550 people or 200 people in a seated wedding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this gorgeous barrel room up in the, the, the roof of these uh, high-set buildings. Uh, the flour mill itself is just an incredible structure to see. Mm. Oh, it's, it's beautiful, absolutely beautiful. And by combining the chocolate and whiskey under the one roof, it really does make it family-friendly. Jasper and I left Paul alone for a little while after we had some lunch so that he could go... I chose whiskey, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> ...and taste some of the whiskey that's being made on site there. Mm-hmm. And Jasper and I went off into the room next door to the chocolate and made our own giant freckle and Rocky Road. And that was super fun and super delicious too. And meanwhile, next door, I was uh, being treated to sample five of the different whiskies that they have created uh, and distilled here. I love Dean's story is that he loved dr- drinking whiskey. <laughs> and so he headed over to Scotland. Of course, as you do, right? To yeah. learn how to make it. <laughs> it's awesome. And then came back and they started distilling back in 2016. So still a very young distillery mm. for whiskey, but they have youth on their side. These guys are all you know, 30, Mm mid-30s, the team that he's assembled around him. And so they have the ability to age, you know, 50-year-old barrels of whiskey. And uh, But look, they're already making waves in in what is a very competitive market. They've been named in the top 10 emerging 
distilleries in the world mm. uh, and were the only one chosen in the Southern Hemisphere. So uh, I think that, wow, what a what a, an, an achievement in such a short amount of time um, for Dean and to dream big and to put himself into that position with his family and to be coming up trumps, I, I was very impressed with. That's a good Australian story, isn't it? It is. And even if whiskey's not your thing, the restaurant, the cafe restaurant that they have on site there does beautiful breakfasts and lunch. It's worth dropping in for a meal to look at how incredible this building is, even if you don't want to taste the whiskey. So there really is lots of options um, and something for every every member of the family there. So on to our next experience. Yeah, incredibly full week this was. <laughs> we headed to Submarine Town. Wow, this was such a unique experience. And I'm going to use the word random in that. Yeah. <sighs> okay, we're more than 400 kilometres away or from the closest ocean. Mm -hmm. And there is a huge yes, submarine, an, not a replica of a submarine. An Oberon-class submarine. Uh, the real deal. Literally the, the top portion of it emerging out of the park in the middle of this rural farming town. It's quite... Um, Holbrook. Holbrook. And the story is incredible and fascinating. But you kind of got to go and see it with your own eyes to actually believe <laughs> that there could be a submarine in the middle of the park land mm. in Holbrook. And we were so lucky to have been treated to a tour through the submarine museum by one of the volunteers there, Maury, mm. who was an ex-Navy man, Australian Navy man. Mm -hmm. And learning all about, well, one, how did this submarine end up 400 kilometres from the ocean in a country town? And then learning all about the history of how this town actually got its name was so interesting. Okay, so I don't think that we could do the story and the detail justice. <laughs> so we're going to put the website mm for a really wonderful overview in our show notes. Great idea. But here goes. I'm going to give it a little okay. bit. An English submarine lieutenant, mm -hmm. Neil Noel. What's his name? <laughs> Norman? <laughs> yes. Okay, it's going well. <laughs> Norman Holbrook, lieutenant. Captain. Is... <laughs> The commander of a B-11 submarine had to weave his way through the Dardanelles, sink a, an enemy ship, then weave his way back out and... Let's just say he was a hero. That's right. Yeah. And it was well publicised. Holbrook, formerly known as Germantown, mm. which is interesting, was being renamed. They had four names put to the town committee... And it was decided that Holbrook was the, the best name for this town. And from there, they then contacted Norman mm -hmm. and let him know that they'd chosen to name their small rural town after his heroism. 
And this started this whole connection with Holbrook, his wife. They visited many times. Mm -hmm. They actually, um, after his death, his wife helped donate another 50,000 pounds to actually complete this project by bringing this Oberon-class submarine, not the submarine that he was on, just this symbol of of recognition um, to his efforts and to submarine in general and put it in the middle of town in a park. And so <laughs> now there is this uh, really wonderful experience. You can actually go into the control room of the HMAS Otway you can put the periscope up, the original periscope, mm -hmm. and find your car in the parking lot. It was lot. so cool. Jasper loved that. Yeah. And then they have this fabulous 15-minute hologram, one of the best holograms that I have seen as a presentation piece uh, to really tell a very clear story um, about the history of this town and how it got its name. So, yeah. It's it's definitely random. It was so random, but gee, it was fun. It was and great. you can climb up onto the top of the submarine in the park and walk all over it and explore. It's just unique, absolutely unique. And it was about 45 minutes uh, drive from Albury. Mm -hmm. So it was, you know, it was, it was very accessible and the town itself is steeped with history mm. as well as it is really a heritage town. So, look, great experience and a wonderful way to round out what was a uh, a very interesting week for us. So, here we go. Our final leg on our way to Tasmania <sighs> and the spirit of Tasmania journey across the Tasman. Are you ready? Absolutely. On the countdown. I was born ready. <laughs> here we come, Tassie. We'd love you to connect with us on social media, our website, and of course you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Yes, our weekly family adventure series is every Sunday night at 6.30pm on YouTube, The Feel Good Family, so make sure you tune in. If you've enjoyed listening, please subscribe to our podcast and share it with all of your friends. Thank you so much for listening. Dream big, look after your family. Happy trails.